Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 145, which we are recording on Wednesday, July 19th, 2017. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it has been a mighty long time since we sat together and recorded and we are so, so happy to be here right now. I think now. it's been a month because we had two pre-recorded episodes while mm-hmm. both of us were doing vacation summer things. things. Yeah. <laughs> And today we are on location again at the Santa Cruz Yacht Harbor, which has become, I think, one of our favorite recording places. It's just so peaceful here. Very peaceful, beautiful views, and a lovely breeze. Yes, it's very nice today. And it's been a long time since I've asked, what are you wearing? But we're going to do it a little differently today, aren't we? A little differently. So during the summer, we find that we actually aren't wearing a lot of knitwear, so we thought it would be fun to talk about situational knitwear. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And in this case, the question is, Gail, what did you wear the most while you were on holiday? What knitted piece did you wear the most? I only brought two knitted objects with me. I brought my Confetti 2, which is in the Holtzgarn Coast yarn, and I brought Divi. And I actually had Divi on the plane with me both directions, never needed it. And I wore it twice on vacation both times we were in caves so it was actually oh, chilly yeah the rest of the time I never once needed a piece of knitwear. it was <laughs> so warm so my divi poncho which is by jumper, jumper cables. cables thank you and it was perfect it's knit in a lace weight yarn and it's easy to put on actually one of our visitors our guests wore it one day we were done at the beach and she was chilly so she was wearing it for a while which was perfect and it was just a great little vacation item because it folds up into such a small area you can shove it in your bag as a carry-on and it's not bulky and it's really warm despite the fact that it's lace weight yarn so yeah divvy was a big hit and something that i've worn many times already and it was great for vacationing Right. So what did you wear while you were outside of Santa Cruz? What I have been wearing the most, both outside of Santa Cruz and in Santa Cruz, is my Little Bird Pullover. Little Birds is a pullover sweater, drop shoulder by Vera Valimaki, that I knit fairly recently, a couple months ago. And I knit mine in the Coast yarn. And so I don't really know. I was telling Gail... I'm, I'm wearing this one a lot, well, for two reasons. Because I like the style. I love the drop-shouldered style. It looks really good with everything. It's it looks really good fitting. on you, too. It's a really I, good look for you. I love it. I absolutely love it. And other people have told me that, too. So I'm going to go with take, it. <laughs> yeah, take that advice since I find it so comfortable to wear. And... I guess that's one of my styles, so I will go with it. But the other reason is the yarn. The yarn is just so lightweight, it's perfect. Perfect summer layer, layering piece. Yeah, I agree. Yep, that yarn lends itself very well to layering because, you know, it just gets a little bit chilly. You want something that's not too heavy, and then it gets warm. You easily take it off, and it also folds into a pretty small area, right? It does, yeah. Yeah. Did I say it's the coast yarn? Yes, you did. Okay. Yes, it is. So that is the Coast Yarn by Holst Yarn and Little Birds by Vera Valimaki. And before we move on, I wanted to say one other thing about my vacation. 
I was able to spend an entire day with Rebecca, who is Rebecca WIP for Work in Progress on Ravelry. She's a frequent contributor to our group, especially the Colors of Fall Knit Along thread right now. And we spent a beautiful day together in Montpellier, and we were joined for a little while by Isabel, who is the hostess of the Fluffy Fibers podcast. So I had an awesome knitting adventure so while fun. I was on vacation, and I want to thank them both so much for a truly awesome highlight of my vacation. It was really, really fun. So thank you, Rebecca, and thank you, Isabel. It was a really fun day. Awesome. Super awesome. So what have you been stocking? I don't know if you have a huge list because it's been a long time or it's summertime, so you're not stocking much. I'm shaking my head. Oddly, I don't have a huge list. So I have not been stocking a lot, but I did find one pattern that I wanted to talk about tonight. It's called the Wonder Woman Wrap by Carissa Browning. Now, if you've been on Ravelry and you check out the hot right now regular, regularly, you have probably seen it because it's been in the hot right now during the month of July for several weeks, as far as I know. And it's a free pattern available on Ravelry. It's designed by Carissa Browning. I'm not familiar with her. I looked at some of her other patterns as well, but I hadn't... I haven't seen any of her other patterns previously, and certainly nothing by her has been as popular as this. I think this has gone a little bit viral because as of today, there are 333 projects for this one wrap. So it looks really fun to make. It's basically a knitted version of the DC Comics Wonder Woman logo of two stacked W's. So the letter W, one on top of the other. And the superhero colors are yellow and red. So most of the knitters are doing it in the super color, superhero logo colors, yellow and red. I, however, want to make it in a different color. <laughs> yeah, because you said you like the visual. I like of the it. visual of it. I think that the wrap is incredibly graphically interesting it if you look at it it could be w's or it might not be w's it might just be an interesting graphic and i see it both ways and i think i do want to make this i haven't picked out two skeins yet from my stash that's going to be the fun part in my head i've picked out one skein here and one skein there but i haven't managed to match up two skeins yet so when that happens I'll know it'll be magic I'll feel that <laughs> that magic moment when I find the perfect color combo from my stash and I'm like I said I'm just I'm going to use something in colors that I will wear that will go with my wardrobe it just looks fun really have fun. you seen the Wonder Woman movie or do you have any interest I have in that? not seen the Wonder Woman movie I do love superheroes and superhero stories. I was an avid, avid, avid comic book reader when I was young. So do you so, think you'll see the movie? I probably will eventually. Okay. I usually see most of the superhero movies. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, no I'm okay. not a superhero You're not a lover. superhero Not person. at all, no. Yeah, I am. I do know who Wonder Woman is, and yeah. I did see the Linda Carter version as a child yeah. on TV, right. but... Right. That's as far as my knowledge goes. I have to say, as crazy as it sounds, because 
a lot of women do see Wonder Woman as this fabulous female role model, but Wonder Woman wasn't one of my favorite comic books when I was young. I don't know why, but I'm I'm open to the story and I know I know the story of Diana Prince. So I'm excited to possibly knit the Wonder Woman wrap. Well, I look forward to seeing it. When <laughs> I you do, do too. Because I know it won't be in Wonder Woman colors. So. Right. Right. Yeah. So how about you, Gail? What are you stocking? Well, besides stocking all the colors of fall works in progress and finished objects in our thread, that has been really fun. So I've actually been spending most of my Ravelry time on that. But there is one new pattern that I fell in love with instantly that came out last week, and it's called Maisie, and it's by the designer Tori Gubritz, and it oh. is a worsted weight cardigan with a hood, a very large hood. <laughs> Sound familiar? Yes. And this one has color work below the waist, so kind of right below your waistline, not around your hips. It's kind of between, I have a high waistline, so it would be between my waist and my hips and it's really really cute and I know it would work really well in some of my hoarded beloved Madeline Tosh Aaron yarn so I've already been kind of fantasy knitting that one as well I've knit at least two of her designs in the past the coastal hoodie and the zephyr sweater right. and I really like her designs they're fun they're interesting and I know I would wear this sweater a lot it's very similar to the Gillet Valerie that I knit a few years ago, but that one had a lot of cables and this one doesn't, but they're both hooded. They both have like a clasp closure to them in the front, similar body lines to them. And it's just really cute. And I fell in love with it. And that's Maisie by Tori Gubritz. And it's actually part of a book collection that she did. And the reason it caught my eye, I didn't notice that pattern at first. What I noticed is she released an, it's a sweater, but it's similar to something I'm going to talk about as a finished object. It's the same exact type of garment, but it has color work and it's in a heavier weight yarn than what I did. So I saw that and I thought, oh my goodness, that looks so much like what I'm doing right now. And then I clicked over to the book and then I saw Maisie and then I liked that even better. And you know how it goes when you're on robberies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One thing leads to another. Exactly. Leads to another. Down the rabbit hole you go. So that's Maisie by Tori Gerritz. What are you knitting? So interesting that you mentioned a hood. Because <laughs> <laughs> we never talk about hoods on our podcast. Well, you know, we did. We used to knit a lot of I was sweaters. Being sarcastic. With we hoods. both love our hoods. Well, but yep. I think we've gone through a phase without hoods. I kind of feel like, at least I have, I've gone through. I don't think I've knit a hood in the last year. Now that I think about it, I don't think I have either. Oh my goodness. You knitted the hooded shawl. But you yes, there we go. Yeah, there was a hood but you involved. Knit, a sweater with I don't a think hood. either of us have knit a hooded sweater. What's wrong with us? We stock them all the time, but we haven't <laughs> been knitting them. Oh well, and we used to. We really used to make a lot of hooded sweaters. Maybe yep. we just had enough hooded Maybe. sweaters for a while. Here we go again. Here we go okay. again. We're back onto the hoods because I cast on for the colors of fall a sweater named Hood on the Moon by Katrine Schneider. 
and I stalked this one several episodes ago, probably several months ago, actually. It is a fingering weight button front hoodie knit from the top down with very interesting hood construction. It's, it's a big oversized hood and the hood at the very top of it, I think it looks like a hat sort of in the decreases. It looks like hat decreases at the top to me. I haven't looked at the instructions, so I don't know if that's exactly how it's constructed or even if that really is what it looks like close up. But it's a big, lovely hood, which I adore. I like wearing hoods up when it's cold. And I also really like to have that extra layer of a hood on my shoulders when I am cold because I often get sore shoulders and the extra layer helps a lot, helps keep my shoulders warm and toasty. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. So I am almost done with the body. Really? Remember, yeah, remember it's knit top down. So I have knit starting at the neckline down, separated for the sleeves, and down to the waist. I believe I'm a row or two away from binding off. Wow. I knit. I was knitting on this last night, and I got very sleepy. I was waiting to hear from my teenager that he was back to where he was supposed to be. <laughs> and it arrived. was late. And I was sleepy, but I believe it's a row or two. Wow. And then That's I bind exciting. off. Yeah, I'm very excited. And it has a button band that is knit on as you go. So after I finish the body, I will have the sleeves and the very large hood that I spoke of to go. And I think the sleeves and the hood are probably about the same yardage as the body. So I think that I'm almost, maybe almost to that halfway point in terms of yardage. Excellent. I know I had to have four skeins to complete the sweater. I know it's not going to use the entire fourth skein. It's going to be three and a partial of the yarn that I am using. I'm using Enzula Haiku in a navy color. So for me, it's going to be a navy peony sweater from the colors of fall. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I... It's not going to use the entire fourth skein, but I am over halfway done with the second skein, probably three quarters oh, wow. of the way through the second skein to finish the body. So I think I'm ha about halfway on my yarn. And what is the fiber content of the haiku? It is... I've seen it, but I haven't... I don't remember. It is... I'm blanking out on it now. It is... 80% wool and 20% what is it? silk. I think it's, is it bamboo? I'm opening this up right now on Ravelry. It is 70%. I was wrong about that. 70% merino, 20% bamboo, and 10% nylon. Oh, fun. How is so that to knit with? it's got the wool to keep you warm. It's got the nylon for strength and softness. And then the bamboo gives it a little bit of drape and lightness. And it's really lovely to knit with. I can with. imagine. It is soft. It feels good. 
but it feels very strong. I don't think it's going to pill very easily. I think it's going to wear fairly well. And my choice for that yarn was somewhat dictated by the original yarn that was used in the pattern because it was an unusual, an unusual blend that was used for the original pattern. The yarn called for for this pattern is a fingering weight yarn from the Walk collection called Linnea. And it is an unusual blend as well. Listen to this. It's 50% alpaca, 25% linen, 25% silk. Wow. So all those, all three of those fibers are what I consider to be very drapey fibers. And warm. And warm, yes. Which is kind of interesting because it's not necessarily a drapey garment. It's not fitted in the sample photos. It's it's not a fitted garment, but all of those yarns are, are pretty drapey yarns, mm-hmm. which you would think would be more, more used on something that was maybe perhaps open front where you would take advantage of that drape. But I wanted, I didn't want quite that much drapey fabric. I, I still wanted it to fit well and retain that shape, which is why I, I wanted to go for something with mostly wool. But then in, in kind of in a nod to all those drapey fabrics, that's why I picked the blend that had the bamboo. So it's, it's got a little bit and also it's I it felt a little bit lighter to me and maybe not quite as warm as mm-hmm. 100% wool. We'll see. My version, I I think it'll I think it'll work out. And it's plied, right? It's, it's not plied, a single yes. ply. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Hood on the Moon by Katrine Schneider. That and my Divi that I have in my hands right now that are all that I am working on currently. How about you, Gail? What are you knitting? Well, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised to hear that I'm knitting a mashup that involves the confetti <laughs> pattern. I just couldn't stay away from it. So this one is a combination of confetti the So Faded sweater by Andrea Mowry, and the Pavement sweater by Vera Valimaki, which I tried to knit before, right. and the fitting of the raglan did not work on my body. Mm-hmm. So I'm use, I used the raglan shaping from Confetti and the A-line shaping. I'm using the Fade method from Andrea's pattern, and I did the bottom from Pavement. And that was actually a suggestion by Isabel from Fluffy Fiber. She did the same thing, but she used breathing space and pavement together. And this time I knit it tunic length and I love it. I did a fade of four colors and it starts with Western Sky Knits by Heather in her District 12 tonal gray, which I love. It fades into a Plymouth Happy Feet sock yarn that is a light tonal gray with specks of turquoise and gray, darker gray. There's even a bit of brownish gold here and there, which then fades to Western Sky Knits by Kim, a lighter gray tonal yarn with specks of turquoise in it. And then it fades to a tonal turquoise by Sue of Invictus Yarns. And it is so I am so happy with this sweater. There's not a single thing I don't like about it. 
That's all I can say. (laughs) And the body is finished and I'm working on sleeve number one and I am just about to start the first color fade. And the way I did it is I faded the first two colors to end right when I separated the sleeves so that I wouldn't be messing around with two colors on the sleeves in the beginning. Yeah, that makes sense. And I also wanted the color fade to happen above my bust and not at a weird place on my bust. So I tried to do that strategically. And I'm super happy with it. I'm trying to decide now because I knit it tunic length. It'll obviously be a winter fall garment. Now I'm trying to decide if I should knit overly long sleeves, which I love to wear because they keep my hands warm. Or if I should go with the three quarter length sleeves from all three of those patterns. But I think I'm going to go with the longer sleeves. I have a lot of yarn left and with the tunic length, I think I'd really like to have the longer sleeves mm-hmm. when I'm wearing it. Of course, I get really bored knitting sleeves. So <laughs> if it's two weeks from now and I'm still knitting the sleeves, don't let me just go for three quarter length because I'm bored with them. <laughs> don't let me do that. Okay. So that's what I'm calling confadement. So confetti, so faded, and pavement. Confadement. I also cast on the Peer Pressure Shawl by Celia McAdams Cahill, our friend Pinot Noir on Ravelry. And I am knitting that in the new Dharma base by Dragonfly Fibers, which is 50% yak and 50% silk. And it is dreamy. It is so (laughs) nice to knit with. And I'm using the Firecracker colorway, which is so pretty. It It defies description. But I will put some work-in-progress pictures up on Ravelry soon. I haven't made much progress with that because it required thinking, and I wasn't thinking on vacation. I was knitting mostly stockinette. So this one, I cast it on. I knit for a while on it on a car ride, and then it kind of went back in the bag. So I need to pull that back out. And the other thing I'm pulling out is my Cherry Bloom sweater by Lena Toasty, which I had put into hibernation, and I'm pulling it back out. It's a top-down yoke construction, and I'm knitting it in Neighborhood Fiber Company's Rustic Fingering in, I think it's Thomas Circle. It's the darker gray, so it's either Charles Center or Thomas Circle. I get them confused. But It's beautiful tonal gray. That's actually the neutral gray. It has neutral gray in it from the colors of fall, Mm. although I cast it on way before that, so it doesn't count. But the cherry bloom color work pattern in the yoke has a light pink and a bright pink and the gray. I went three colors instead of four. The pattern calls for four. And the light pink is actually ballet slipper pink too. So even though it's not within the time frame of the colors of fall knit along, it will be perfect for You'll the fall be ready because for fall. exactly <laughs> so that's the cherry bloom cardigan by lena toasty and that one's going to require sticking and all sorts of exciting techniques so i need to get that back out of the hibernation pile and back okay. on the needles i know i only have like maybe eight rounds of the color work which is what was slowing me down and once i get past, past the color work i know that'll just fly because yeah. it's stuck in it and It has different variations in the pattern for different degrees of shaping. And with the way I've been preferring to wear my clothes lately, I'm thinking I'm just going to knit that thing straight and Mm -hmm. not do any shaping. But we'll see when I get there. 
So those are the three patterns that I've been knitting lately. Okay, and Gail mentioned Neighborhood Fiber Company, and we would like to thank Neighborhood Fiber Company for being our sponsor for the month of July. You've heard Gail and I speak many times about their luscious yarns, and we are happy to have them as friends of our podcast. Neighborhood Fiber Company is a small, hand-dyed yarn company specializing in vibrant, saturated colors inspired by urban landscapes. Founded in a basement apartment in Washington, D.C. nearly 11 years ago, Neighborhood Fiber Company is now located in an historic firehouse in Baltimore, Maryland. In keeping with their commitment to social justice, Neighborhood Fiber Company is currently celebrating their Summer of Giving, During the months of June, July, and August, Neighborhood Fiber Company is donating 10% of online and in-store sales to various local, national, and international charities. For the month of July, Neighborhood Fiber Company is putting their support behind climate change through donations to the Natural Resources Defense Council and the Maryland Chamber of the League of Conservation Voters. For more information about these charities, the Summer of Giving, and Neighborhood Fiber Company, please visit their website at neighborhoodfiberco.com. And one of our Colors of Fall recent finished objects, someone used, she knit a hat and she used one of Karita's yarns because she wanted to test drive the yarn. So she knit a hat and it's so pretty. It's in the mustard yellow color. Mm. It's so pretty. So there are some (laughs) colors of fall things happening with the neighborhood fiber company yarns. And if you haven't tried them, they really are. Her color sense is phenomenal and her yarn bases are absolutely beautiful. I used one of Karita's yarns in my confetti over. Oh, that's right. It's absolutely one of my favorite color combos that I've ever put together. I used a speckled brown and gray and it's just, it's absolutely lovely. Absolutely lovely. So thank you, Karita and Kristen and the team at Neighborhood Fiber Company for sponsoring us. Very much. All right. And what have you finished in the last month? My one big finish is my Holy Comfort sweater. Holy Comfort is a pattern by Jutta von Hinternstein, and it is a modified drop sleeve open front cardigan. I knit mine in the candy skein luscious fingering, and I modified it slightly to have three quarter sleeves so I could wear it now without being too, too warm. I love this sweater. I loved knitting it because I love the yarn. It was a fun knit because it's got the pearl ridges all over the body of the sweater and then not on the sleeves, which is great because pearl ridges (laughs) would not be fun to knit on the sleeves. And let's see, when I had, when I started this sweater, I mentioned that I thought there were a few issues with the pattern and maybe it was like a translation issue or something. And just after I mentioned that, the designer, Utah, contacted me. She reached out to me to find out what I thought or what I would suggest could be done to improve the English version of her pattern, which I thought was absolutely lovely That's of her. fantastic, yeah. Because I probably would have sent her an email anyway, but just knowing that she's open to 
that and wants to improve her patterns. And the fact that she approached me just because she heard that I had some trouble with the translation. So I thought that was really lovely. And that I'm, makes me respect I'm, her as a designer. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I'm very thrilled that I got that message from her and I haven't sent any suggestions yet, but I will do that now that I've finished the sweater and finished the pattern. And I, I'm really excited because it's just, it's absolutely wonderful when a designer reaches out and says, yeah, Hey, I want to make my patterns the best that they can be. So that yeah, was that's really cool. Yeah. Also, it was exciting to hear from such a well-known designer. That's very flattering. <laughs> <laughs> so the other two things that I've finished are hats. I've finished one hat called the Ski Trio Hat, which is a hat kit from Blue Sky Fibers, Blue Sky Fibers previously known as Blue Sky Alpaca, using their new yarn wool stock. It's a pretty basic hat, 100% wool. The pattern hasn't even been entered into ra the Ravelry database yet, so I think it's very, very new. It's probably, well, I believe it's something for their fall lines that are coming into stores now. And then the second hat that I finished is called the Karchen hat, and that's by Silke Hukka. And it's a very, very basic hat, ribbing and stockinette in the round, but the only difference is that this one is knit from the top down. So you cast on very few stitches, and you get wider and wider and wider, and then you end with the ribbing. And the reason I picked that hat is because I didn't really exactly know the yardage of the yarn that I was oh, using. Okay. And I wanted to maximize it and use all the yarn. And I was the plan was is that I had if I had extra yarn, I would have even made a fold over brim. brim. Got it. And the reason I didn't exactly know the yardage that I had is because I was using hand-spun yarn. Sweet. <laughs> and so if you've been listening to the podcast for a few years, you may remember that I dabbled in spinning for a while, several years ago. But at that time, I didn't purchase a wheel for myself. I had a couple borrowed wheels that I was trying. I tried some drop spinning. But at the time, I decided not to go ahead and invest in wheel, but... This year, because of some arm pain that I've been having recurring issues with and some shoulder pain that I've been seeing a physical therapist for, all of these things, I've decided that it's time to diversify my movements. Smart. And spinning was a good way to diversify the movements because it it's very different from knitting so i finally invested in a wheel of my own and i do have odd little bits of hand spun as i figure out how to do this new thing for me again congratulations so, on a new craft yeah so you'll probably be hearing about new patterns that i try to use up little bits of yarn <laughs> that's so exciting yeah so i that Karchen pattern is a really good one for using up every last bit of a small bit of yarn to get the most hat that you can get. Because like I said, if you have more, you can make a fold over ribbed brim. It works really great. So that one, you'll probably hear from it 
you'll, or you'll probably hear me making that one again. That's cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to the new pattern exploration that, yeah, that results exactly. in as well. Exactly. So how about you, Gail? What have you finished? Let me preface this by saying there was a crazy ridiculous amount of knitting for me <laughs> over the last month because our vacation involved a lot of travel time. So there was a lot of knitting time and that's why there's so much that's been knit in the last, well, since our last live recording. So the first thing that I finished was a little combination baby gift. I think I mentioned on one of our last episodes that I just found out one of my coworkers, his wife is having a baby in the beginning of September. And I knit the Entreshaw baby shrug, which I have knit before. And I knit a matching elf baby hat. The combination was super, super cute because the Entreshaw is knit in DK weight yarn. The elf baby hat is knit in fingering weight yarn. And what I managed to do was I had leftover unwind yarn company touring DK in the Bogan via colorway, which matched almost perfectly my leftover Western Sky Knits Magnolia Fingering in the Jasmine colorway. So they're both named after flowers mm -hmm. that don't really look alike at all <laughs> in real life. However, the colorways work together flawlessly. So I striped the Elf Baby hat with another Western Sky Knits yarn, but this the first one was by Kim and the second one is by Heather and it's boysenberry. And the idea of using Western Sky Knits from both Kim and Heather in this baby gift just made my heart so yeah, happy. that's neat. It just was perfect. So Elf Baby Hat was in the two Western Sky Knits yarns, and the Entreshaw was in Unwind Yarn Company, and she, Dana of Unwind Yarn Company is an online friend. I just haven't met her in right. real life before. So it just had a nice, you know, warm-hearted yes. feeling to the whole thing, and... I had some fits with the Entreshaw, which I was knitting while on vacation. Charlene was the recipient of many a frustrated text message from me while on vacation. The Jasmine and Bougainvillea colorways matched so closely that when I had to pick up on the Entreshaw, I managed to use my fingering weight yarn to pick up and knit like four inches of sweater instead of the DK weight yarn that was almost the same colorway. So there were lots of rookie mistakes going on there, but I finally got <laughs> it figured out, finally got the right yarn involved, and the sweater is adorable. They went into the mail while I was in France because my coworker lives in the UK, and super cute story. They arrived, the gift arrived at their house on her 30th birthday. So it was like a birthday gift. And I was the first person to give them a gift for their baby. Aww. So I was, you know, you can tell I'm super happy about yeah. that. So very exciting. And that's the Entreshaw Baby Shrug. And she has the pattern for the adult size version of that now, by the way. Oh. And the Elf Baby Hat. And I've knit both of those previously. The big finish is the Veronica Pullover by Coco Knits. So I cast this on on June 20th, the day that the Colors of Fall Knit Along began. And I knit this in the Holtz Garn Coast Yarn, which is the 55% cotton, I'm sorry, 55% wool, 45% cotton, light fingering weight yarn. And I used their colorway J, which is a dead ringer for navy peony. And it is... A very unique garment. It's a pullover, but it's kind of shaped like a poncho with little sleeves that kind of jut out to the side. 
and it's adorable. It's very unique. It's flattering. It's going to work perfectly with leggings and or like a pencil skirt or something. Mm -hmm. And it covers your booty so you can wear it with leggings and not feel uncomfortable. I just really, really love it. So it is in the back seat of my car right now, <laughs> laid out flat so it's not wrinkled. And we're going to take finished object pictures as soon as we're done recording. And I can't wait to wear it. Hopefully it will be cool enough to do so fairly soon. Yeah. I mean, it won't be too warm of a layer. So I'm hoping right. that it, you know, maybe the fog will roll in and I'll be able to wear it. Yeah. But that's the Veronica pullover by Coco Knits. And not to be confused with the newly released Veronica cardigan by Shannon Cook. So they both are spelled with a K. And this one is the pullover, not the cute new cardigan, which is very, very cute. But they, they're both spelled the I same way. I did notice that no. there was one, a new pattern spelled the same way. Yep, it's been on hot right now a lot lately. So that's my first Colors of Fall knit along finished object. And I've noticed there are, as of this morning, there were four FOs in the FO thread for the knit along. And I know there are at least 10 other finished objects that I've seen in the chatter thread mm -hmm. that just haven't been photographed right. in an outfit yet. So super cool to see all yes. the finished objects, you guys. Yeah. Super cute stuff happening. And I also wanted to mention we have prizes that I haven't listed oh, yet. Yeah. Work has been ridiculously busy since I got home. So my apologies to all the wonderful people who are donating prizes. Zoe from Espresso Bean Bags is donating a project bag and a DPN holder and notions pouch, I think, for two different prizes. Dragonfly Fibers is donating a skein of yarn. Fix-A-Stitch is donating a little Fix-A-Stitch kit. And there are others as well. And I promise to get these up on both the chatter thread and the finished objects thread very soon. So we already have some really, really fun prizes. Yay. And the other thing that we've been failing to mention is the hashtag yes. for the knit along. So yes. on Instagram and or in your Ravelry project tags, anywhere on social media that you are going to post, please use Yarniacs Color 2017. So all one word, Yarniacs Colors 2017. So thank you to everybody who's already doing that. I have seen some adorable things on Instagram and some really cool patterns. There's a sweater and I can't remember the name of the pattern, but she's using a bunch of leftover scraps and it's the most interesting construction I've ever seen. Hmm. And it's really pretty. So that's just one of the many, many pretty projects. Yay. So super fun. And there have been felted bags, shawls, hats, sweaters. I mean, Very again, cool. you guys are super impressive with the range right. oh, yeah. and people are designing their own projects. We have a design work in a crochet sweater. Cindy's designing a beautiful cowl and a crocheted scarf and just super cool stuff. So awesome. keep it coming, you guys. I love it. Today we have a really fun new publication to share with you. It is a new pattern book of 16 knits inspired by the road. It's called Minnesota 52 and it is by Corey Eichelberger and Megan Williams. You may recognize the name Megan Williams from the Stockin' It Zombie podcast, which Gail and I have both enjoyed for years. Since the beginning. It's a video yeah. podcast, and both of us have watched it, enjoyed it since the beginning. 
Megan is also a designer and she's had several patterns that she's released over the years. Actually, so has Corey. And they teamed up to put out this book based on their travels together. Uh, Minnesota 52 is a route, I guess, that is between their houses, as I understood it mm -hmm. from, from my reading. You have Corey situated in one part of the state and Megan situated in another part of the state. I guess Corey is north and Megan is south. And I guess they drive the hundred miles back and forth between each other's houses quite frequently or to go to knitting events frequently. And the, the pattern book is sprinkled with stories of their friendship, stories of their travel, things that have happened during their drives. There's um, one funny story where they planned to meet somewhere and they ended up being in opposite places, but both in the correct spot. Neither were lost. Yes, neither yeah. were lost. I won't say more so that you can read it. It's actually a funny it's a cute story. Cute little story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I found this when I got home from vacation. There was a very large box waiting for me and I had no idea what was inside <laughs> and I opened it to find not only this really pretty book, but all the ingredients to make a recipe included in the book as well mm -hmm. called chewy granola bars. So there were chocolate chips, oats, corn syrup, dried cranberries, all sorts of stuff to make the chewy granola bars. So there's also a recipe in this book. Yeah. So I used to make a recipe very similar to that when I was young. So I'm looking forward to trying it because I, I think that it might be almost the same recipe that my grandmother used to make. Oh, that's fun. So yeah, because I remember my grandmother's recipe had the the syrup in it. The so, corn syrup. Yeah. And I was very happy to have something to read after vacation because jet lag, my brain wasn't working at its full potential. So I sat down the first night home and literally read every story cover to cover because they are all brief little snippet stories mm -hmm. and the intro to each pattern usually includes a cute little story about something they've done together and how the book came to be. And because I watch Stockinette Zombies regularly, I've kind of followed the progress of the book as much as Megan could reveal on the podcast. So it was really fun to hold the book and look at the pictures that she raved about and it's it's a really cute book. I really enjoyed it. And just a summary, there are 16 designs, six of them are sweaters, two pairs of socks, two hats, two cowls, two pairs of mittens, a shawl, and what they call a surprise design. And that is a combination cowl slash headband slash hat. That's pretty cool. It's very unique. And we have some favorites from the book, don't we? We do. So I'm going to go first, and one of my first favorites is called the Nice Capades Sweater, and it was designed by Corey, and it's a really, really cute top, well, I don't know if it's top down or bottom up. I don't remember now. I know I read it, but like I said, jet lag, brain not working at 100% capacity, but it, I think it's top down because it has a beautiful snowflake motif color work in the yoke. And it's tunic length with a little bit of a split hem at the bottom. And it's just so cute. It would just be so cute and easy to wear with just about anything, you know, skinny jeans, leggings, mm -hmm. whatever. And I could, it's knit in worsted weight. And I have either my, well, I don't think Madeline Tosh Aaron would be drapey enough because the pictures, which are really cute, 
it does look a little bit drapier. Erin would be a little too stiff for that sweater, I think, but it's a really cute sweater. It's just cute and simple and straightforward, and I really like it. So that's my first favorite. Mine is a shawl designed by Megan. It is called Fall Come Back Now Shawl. <laughs> and she talks about how fall is one of her favorite times of year. And this lovely piece has stripes and a lace edging, something that's right up my alley, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> and I, it takes one skein, fingering weight, of each yarn. I think the contrast color you use slightly less than a skein. And the main color, it calls for a 430-yard skein. So average, I would say average fingering weight skeins you mm -hmm. can probably use. And this shawl looks like it's knit very slightly asymmetrically, perhaps. And the way the stripes go, it's just really nice. Really nice. Well, and another cool thing about that one, it looks like it's an applied border, but you actually knit the lace at the same time as, as the stripes. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's got an I-cord bind off, which helps keep the edging firm. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it won't flip up as easily. And very nice. That's probably, I think that's, that is my absolute favorite piece in the book. And I know I have yarn that I can use. I've already that. been fantasy knitting that one too. Yeah. I have a lot of two skein combination yarns that I could knit that in. That would be so pretty. And in terms of the pattern, it's got a chart. It's got written out directions. It has a clear stitch key that is in color. So the chart is also in color, which I really like. A lot of times I take highlighters and I highlight the different the different stitches, I guess I mm -hmm. should say. Or symbols. Yeah, yeah. And it's not I guess I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that each stitch is in a separate color, but it does show the contrast color as opposed to the main color in the chart. So if you print it out, you can still use your highlighters for each individual stitch. But I did like the way it was done because I'm very visual. And, <laughs> and Charlene is looking at the PDF electronic version and I'm holding the printed version. So we have both that we're looking at right now. And I do not have the price available. But I know if you purchase the printed book, you get a, a PDF download code to use in Ravelry. So you would have both if you preferred it that way. Right. And you had one more that you wanted to mention? I do. I love the Beach Please tank top. I love it so much. When Megan designed it last year, she actually showed it on her podcast, and I emailed her immediately and said, <laughs> may I please test knit that Beach Please top for you? <laughs> and it went into hibernation for her because it was going to be published in the book. So this is a super, super cute it's not a tank top. It's more like a little cap sleeve A t-shirt. Yeah, a t-shirt. But it's striped stockinette on the back. And on the front, like the yoke, kind of from the top of your bust up, is a beautiful lace pattern. The same lace I was gonna say, in the shawl. It's almost the opposite of the shawl because the shawl has stripes on the top and then lace edging. And this piece has the lace on the top and the stripes on the bottom. Yep. 
There you go. So it's kind of the opposite of the shawl. Yes. And then from the the top of your bust down is the same stripes as the back. Super, super cute top. It's adorable. And it's knit in lace weight yarn, which is my new favorite thing to knit. (laughs) And I know I have some color combos in my stash that would look amazing in this top. So I'm looking forward to casting this one on. And I can't decide if I want to cast this one on first or the shawl on first. (laughs) Decisions, decisions. The snow capades or nice capades will have to wait until wintry time when it's more pleasant to knit with worsted weight yarn. But the top is adorable. And there's also one other pattern in the book that Megan used that same lace pattern in. And it's more of a drop-shouldered I'm trying to find it right now. Drop shouldered sweater with the same lace pattern. Here it is. It's called Snow Thank You Sweater. And she uses that same lace, but it's more of a drop shouldered construction. And the lace goes across the top of your upper arms, across the neck, and down to the other side of your upper arm. And it's really cute. And that one has stripes just on the sleeves, and then the rest mm-hmm. of it is solid. So the same lace pattern used in three different ways. We yeah, were... there's lots of repeating elements in the collection, which bring it all together as a collection, yep. I guess. Like chevrons are used frequently. Yes. I like the chevrons. Yep. The the there's different chapters and chevrons is one of the chapter heads and in the chevron chapter i wrote that down because i really liked that chapter it's got a cowl cowl pattern a hat and mitts pattern and then a pullover sweater pattern and i like chevrons so i really was attracted to that whole section there yeah and there's another chapter called stripes and they both used like similar stitch patterns but one would do it from the top down and one would do it from the bottom up and then they would use the same stitch pattern but create something completely different with it so there was a lot of co-designing but not co-designing it was just interesting to see how two friends took the same subject and i think they did a good job of bringing it all together and using the same motifs for different sections and really worked to make it as a more consistent, cohesive collection. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to describe it. And there were also some uh, choose-your-own-adventure patterns yes, where you yes. could actually choose different stripes, different Latvian braids, <laughs> different things like that, and come up with something completely different from anybody else. So that was super fun, too. Yeah. So congratulations, Corey and Megan. Super fun book. And I hope everybody goes and checks it out. So I wanted to mention the yarns that they use. They use a wide range of yarns. Uh, I just wrote down a couple. Jill Draper, Cascade 220, Tosh DK, Three Irish Girls, Knit Picks. They have a suggested yarn and and they tell you what yarn was used for the sample in the photographs. But then one of the nice things is that they do have an alternate list for each pattern of suggested substitutions. And they don't shy away from either inexpensive or expensive yarns. You can find in throughout the book there are yarns in in all price ranges, I believe. Yes, there are. Which is really nice depending on your budget. Everybody knows how that works. <laughs> yeah, and it's like for example, on some of these chevron patterns, there's the actual yarn that was used and then there are one two three four five suggested yarn substitutions so they're really generous with making it easy for the knitter 
right to knit from and, and his that, her own stash. In that particular pattern you'll find suggestions for indie dyers all the way to knit picks options yep so very nice you can find something to work within your price range the sizing i is thought was very really awesome. generous and very good most of the patterns most of the adult patterns go from approximately a 32 to a 50 and then there are a few patterns that go as small as a 22 inch chest and up to a 58 inch chest so you some of the sweaters are sized from kid sizes all the way up to adult sizes which is really fun the the socks are well there's a i'm looking at one of the photographs now and i should mention that the photographs are great nice yeah and it's something that shows off the knitted garments which as a knitter of course i appreciate that a lot of times we've well we've talked about this before a lot of times pattern books will show you what i have called the lifestyle photo mm -hmm. rather than the photo of the garment it shows you a photo that's selling you a look or a feel saying if you make this you're going to have this wonderful adventure by the sea <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be skinny and you'll be this and you'll be that yeah yes. exactly and this one while the photos are very nice and some of them are lifestyle photos they do really focus on the knitwear and you see the fronts and the backs of garments when it's a sock photo they don't show you a photo of a whole person wearing a sock you see a the focus sock. you see the sock so i really appreciate that and i felt that they they paid more attention to that probably because they were they got to be hands-on for the photo shoot a lot of times oh that's right when designers work with a publisher they have to turn it over to the publisher and the publisher does the photo shoot since they self-published they were able to take charge of that which is very nice as knitters we get to see the garments so i do appreciate that thank you megan and corey yeah and even like little design features they do close-ups yes. which is very nice yeah. also and they have cute little pictures of themselves sprinkled through yes so there's a lot of character to the book. Yeah. there's a lot of character and like gail says the little pictures are or the little pictures that are sprinkled through have little stories that go with them and you really get a sense of the friendship and how knitting has brought them together and how they enjoy spending time together involved with knitting and because gail and i have similar adventures exactly. in knitting and we travel around together i think that made it especially enjoyable for me to hear about another friendship that also enjoys knitting and has knitting travels and adventures as well and i think they met solely as a result of knitting so we yeah. met independent of right knitting. that's true but yeah that's i true. think that's one of the cool things about their friendship yeah. is that it was completely brought on by knitting and yeah. how many i mean i have a lot of friends now who i never would have met if it wasn't for knitting and i feel yeah. so grateful for that yeah. so yeah thank you for a great book so thank you very much to Megan and Corey for including us in your publication. And to all of you listeners, you can check out the patterns on Ravelry and decide if this publication is for you. And Charlene, of course, will include links in the links show notes. Links in the show notes. Because she's yes, awesome with that. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. It has been so delightful to record an episode after so long. And thank you for all the beautiful works in progress posts and FO posts and all the chatter in the Colors of Fall knit along thread. We still have until September 20th or 21st to go. So there are two months left to go. I'm super excited. Can you tell? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. And I think that's it. I think that's it. Happy knitting. Happy knitting, everybody. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.